Hello. So, this morning, what I wanted to bring, what I felt like I had to bring this morning, was the idea that memory triggers praise. The idea that remembering who God is to us and what he's done stirs up a praise in us. And for me, um, a scripture that really kind of echoes this and has kind of captured this for me is Psalm 113, verse 3. And it says, From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. What captivates me most about creation is when I can see God's character in it. And the like, best example like in our life to that is when we look at like an artist's work, like Van Gogh's, when you look at Van Gogh's work, you know it's his. It's his style, it's recognisably his, he's famous for it, and there's a glimpse of his story in it. And I love the fact that it's the same for us looking at creation, that God reveals himself in it, and that like just the image of creation and God's character being mirrored in it. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, from the wind the waves obey him, from the way that the stars are hung, all of those images in the Bible. And the Psalms especially use imagery of creation like consistently from sunrise to sunset, from east to west, from dawn to dusk. And the thing about the sun rising and the sun setting is that it happens every single day without fail. That is constant. It's unchanging that regardless what kind of day it's been for us, we'll wake up the next morning and the sun will still rise. Regardless of what kind of day it's been, we'll wake up in the morning and God will still be worthy of our praise. And we can take great comfort in the steadiness of that, that God is consistent, that he's steady and that the name of the Lord will be worthy to be praised. So our praise can be consistent and steady too. And the enduring word commentary for this verse kind of sums it up in one sentence. And it says that the unchanging God never becomes unworthy of our praise. And the humanity in us really needs to remind ourselves of why God's worthy of that praise because we forget so easily where we've seen God's goodness in our life when something comes along that kind of throws us off a little bit. And the message translations version of that verse is just to speak his name as a blessing, just to remember God is a blessing now, tomorrow and always from east to west, from dawn to dusk, keep lifting your praises to God. Just to remember him is a blessing. Memory triggers praise. There have been a few moments recently where I've felt um, an overwhelming sense of God's hand on my life. And it's been in the moments where I've reminded myself of who God is and what he's done. And the like, kind of most recent example was that I came across this piece of paper and it is a goal sheet that we did at youth five years ago. It's from 2018 and we did a theme called My Younger Self and at the end of it we kind of got into little groups and we wrote down three goals that we wanted to achieve and then three little goals within that to work towards it. And one of mine was to have God be the centre of my life. My one week goal was to read my Bible which was a great start. My second one was my to get baptized that was a one-year goal and my three-year goal was to go to bible college specifically nazarene which was something i'd heard kind of god say to me at quite a young age but i kind of brushed off because i was like i don't know how old i was in 2018 but i wasn't thinking about university and when it came to accepting that place at university last year I was quite torn for a while so I was praying into it until I felt that nudge from God to go to Nazarene so I accepted that place and deferred it to do my intern year and then a couple of weeks later I found the my younger self sheet 
And I was reminded that it actually was a God thing, that God hadn't taken his hand off my life and that nothing was out of his sight. And I could have so easily forgotten that that had anything to do with God. That could have just been a coincidence and it like wasn't a God thing. But I had it written down, what God had spoken to me and what God had kind of said over my life. So I'd encourage you, if you don't already, to have a place where you write down those whispers from God, those prayers that you pray and the things you hear from God for when you need to remind yourself of God's faithfulness because the humanity in us forgets so easily. And last week, Rise Dance had their dance show and the theme was better together after two years of not being able to have one. And at the end, Liesl got up and she shared about how at the last dance show two years before, she had announced, well, Caleb had announced that she was pregnant with Eden. And Eden is now two and she danced in this year's dance show as one of the tots. And for me, sat listening to Liesl share that, it stirred up a praise in me because I could see God's hand on Eden's life and on Liesl's life and on Rise, and I could just see where where God's goodness had been. That even when the world had shut down and the sun didn't stop rising and God didn't stop moving, like there was still over lockdown, God's hand on Eden's life, and here she was dancing on the stage. And so the point I wanted to make was that although our kind of remembering what God's done in our life can trigger our praise, sharing it then triggers other people's and we saw it last week in the baptisms like when I was listening to their testimonies it stirred up a praise in me because I could see God's faithfulness in their life as well and we've all got a testimony that we can't underestimate the power of it's even the praise reports like on Sunday mornings that we hear we're hearing about where God has been faithful and we're writing it down and we're writing each other of it when we remind ourselves of not only what God has done but also who he is as a church that stirs up a praise in us that is like when it's collective it's the most powerful that it could be and then it is contagious and I came across a clip recently of a lady called Priscilla Shire who was speaking on identity and she was just talking about who God was and she just listed truth after truth after truth and I couldn't have framed it better myself so I'm going to read it to you and she said He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was, always is, always will be, unmoved, unchanged, undefeated and never undone. He was bruised but brought healing. He was pierced but eased pain. He was persecuted but brought freedom. He was dead and brings life, risen to bring power and he reigns to bring peace. He is goodness, he is kindness, he is faithfulness, and he is God. Remind yourself that he is light, he is love, he is longevity, and he is the Lord. He is holy and righteous and powerful and pure. He is our saviour, our guide, our peace, our joy, our comfort, our Lord. I serve him because his bond is love, his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and his goal for us is abundant life. I follow him because he's the wisdom of the wise, the power of the powerful, the ancient of days and the ruler of rulers, the leader of leaders. And his goal is relationship with us. He'll never leave you, never forsake you, never mislead you, never forget you, never overlook you and never cancel your appointment in his appointment book. When you're weak, he is strong. When you're lost, he's your way. When you're afraid, he's your courage. When you stumble, he will steady you. When you're hurt, he will heal you. When you're broken, he will mend you. When you're blind, he will lead you. And when you're hungry, he will feed you. When you face persecution, he will shield you. And when you face problems, he will comfort you. When you face loss, he will provide. And when we face death, he will carry us all home to meet him. 
He is everything for everybody, everywhere, at every time and in every way. He is your God and you belong to him. And when we have that knowledge of who God is, we can't help but praise him. But I wanted to take that thought one like last step further and add that that praise that we can't contain has a fragrance. And there's a story in the gospel, and it's probably one of my favourites, where a woman goes to Jesus and she pours an expensive perfume onto his feet. And I think that the detail, the significance in that detail of it being perfume, of something that had a scent, is something that like, we can quite easily skip over. But actually, anyone around her, although it was questioned, could smell her praise. It had a scent. And fragrances do a couple of things. They stick to people and they trigger our own memory and then they trigger other people's memory. Because we've probably all experienced it where you've walked past someone who wears a scent that you've worn previously in your life and it's taken you straight back to that moment. Or you've smelt like a food and it reminded you of an, like an event you've gone to or someone in your family who made it. And for us, those like scents trigger our memories But how amazing would it be if our scent of praise triggered other people's memories of what God has done for them? And so I wanted to leave you with two points today. One, that memory triggers praise, but more importantly, that that takes effort and intentionality on our part. That reminding ourselves of who God is and his faithfulness to us in the past, whether that's jotting it down or sharing our testimonies, can be quite difficult but the unchanging God never becomes unworthy of our praise. So we're going to go into a song called Promises in a minute. And there's a line in it and it says, from the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. And that song for me was what God, like, was God, what I would say was God prompting me to that verse this time last year at youth camp, where he like was challenging me that his praise will never, ever stop like we can't stop praising him because the sun won't stop rising so we've got the perfect opportunity now to remind ourselves of what God's done and to remind other people to create a fragrance in this room that when the doors open at the end it goes out like it doesn't just stay in here so God we thank you that you are unchanging that you are steady God we thank you that you are worthy of praise from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets and God we thank you that our praise can create a fragrance that other people can then be triggered to know your goodness, God, that other people who aren't even in this building would know your goodness, God, that they would feel stirred to praise. And I pray we'd never underestimate the power of our testimonies, that we'd never underestimate the power of our praise. And I thank you for every single person in this room and the goodness that you've had over their life. I thank you that you are faithful to every single person and your hand has never come off them, Jesus. So we thank you for who you are, God, and for everything you've done. And we pray that you'd remind us constantly of that, that we'd never forget it. Amen. So as today is um, our academy graduation, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Bridge Academy is our leadership development program uh, for kind of those in college age and then going into a third year internship as Erin has done. Um, And I just want to make you think this morning about leadership and uh, ask you the question, are you a leader? Now, some of you might think, uh, yeah, and, and kind of think they are in maybe different areas of your life. Some of you might be thinking, no, no, that's, that's not me. 
And we're coming up to a time now where we're, we're picking a new leader for our country, aren't we? That there's, well, we're not. Other people are picking a new leader for our country. And, and they're all kind of saying that all the different candidates are getting knocked down one at a time. They're all saying why they think they should be leading the country, why they're the right person for the job, why they've got the, the qualities needed and, and, and how they're going to run the country for us. And um, it made me think, think back a while for me when... Um, something kind of clicked for me in, in my life. Uh, when I was 18, I did a, a year out doing youth in schools work uh, here in Bolton. So there was a, a team of us that went into different schools, into primary schools and high schools. Uh, we did all different things like assemblies, lunch clubs. Uh, and one of the things we did was called playtime support. So we went into primary schools mainly uh, doing this. Uh, and basically when they were out having their playtime on the playground, we would just be out there with the children. It meant there was kind of less teaching staff needed to come out on their break time as well. And we could just kind of spend time with the children, getting to know them, chatting to them. And then it helps me when we came in and did assemblies and things like that. They knew us a bit better uh, as well. So this one primary school, we went in every week to do playtime support. And there's one lad called Michael that every week used to come up. Um, as soon as the bell went, he'd come running out and he'd come and stand next to me and he'd just chat to me all through break time, tell me about his, what he was being up to when we talk about football and all these different things like that. And it got to, to Christmas, um, Christmas time, we, we went off into the, the Christmas holidays, came back after Christmas, went back into that school. Uh, the first, first week, um, we, we kind of were back in there, and he came running out of the school, uh, and he'd had his hair cut. He'd had his head shaved like uh, a number two all over. You know, if you remember me from a few years ago, that was how I used to have my hair cut. And I was like, oh, that's a, a coincidence. He's had his hair cut the same way that, that I have mine cut. But he comes running out, running up to me, and he says, Aaron, Aaron, I've had my hair cut exactly like you. And in that moment, something clicked. I was like, right. I was like, I'm not just kind of spending time with this boy. I'm not just kind of chatting to him every now and again. But he is actually taking a lead from me. And when he kind of said that, the words there actually struck something to me like, wow, like you have influence over this boy. And obviously it's just a thing like a haircut. But for each and every one of us in our worlds, there's people we have influence over. And now the one of the best ways I think we can describe being a leader is having influence. And for, for us, that is something that God has called each and every one of us to have. Now, if you may be sitting there thinking, I'm, I'm not a leader, I'm no, no person to, to lead others like that. But actually, God has called each and every one of us to be a leader and to have influence. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I believe church this morning is something to recognise that we are light in this world. And wherever we go, we have influence. Light changes a dark room in an instant. And for, for us, as we go about our worlds, as we go into our different arenas of life, with our family, with our neighbourhoods, with our friends, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our colleges, wherever we go, that you are someone that carries light into that place. And I really want to encourage you this morning that never to shy away from being light in our world, never to shy away from influence and being a good influence on the people around you. You never know who is looking at you and who is looking at your life. And the, the words that you say, the way that you carry yourself, the, your actions, everything that you do. Uh, and for us as church, that is uh, 
part of our, our vision statement, isn't it, to be a, a light on a hill, transforming our communities one person at a time. So whether you feel like you're leading one person or a hundred people, that God wants to use you. God has called you to be uh, a light in this world at this time. Okay, Natalie's going to come up now and we are going to um, graduate Erin for doing her internships. So Erin, if you want to come up as well, let's welcome her as she comes up to the stage. Yeah. 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 Um, I met Erin, I can't remember how many years ago it is now, but she first came into a lunch club when we were going into schools and she came in and just consistently each week came in and like we'd have conversations. And from that point of first meeting her, there was something within Erin where there was a quiet determination and a hunger for God. She had that determination and a hunger for God. And I'm going to get emotional. Um, And what I've seen on Erin's life over these years is that it's not always been easy. And sometimes you can look at a young person and think, oh, the young, what can they have experienced in life? But Erin has... It's been a roller coaster at times over the years, but one thing I've seen in her is that determination and hunger for God. Maybe them times where it's felt like she's got knocked down a little bit, she's always got back up and she's always kept on going. And we can learn so much in that from Erin that she has just genuinely blown us away with with that. She is incredibly creative she is incredibly thoughtful and she is just somebody that it is clear God has got his hand on her life in all that she's doing and we are super excited for all that God is going to continue to do in you and yeah church will just constantly we're all cheering you on because you have been incredible and you are a massive blessing to us as a church family. So can we all stand to our feet and give her the biggest round of applause ever? Okay, as we are still standing, um, Erin mentioned about what she's doing next, where she's going to Bible college, but I just thought it would be really good, she's not going anywhere, she's staying around and she's part of the church family, but for us to pray for her um, today. So if you, I'm going to pray out loud, but if you pray for her as well, and we'll all pray for her together. Yeah, dear God, I thank you so much for Erin, Lord God. I thank you, dear Jesus, that you have put such a hunger in her heart for you, Lord God. And I pray, dear Father, that she would always guard her heart, Lord God, that she would always be somebody that knows her heart belongs to you, God, and that she would, um, yeah, guard anything from coming in and robbing her of that, Lord God. I pray, dear Father, that um, I thank you that you have called her, Lord God, that you hold her in the palm of your hands, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are anointing her. You've anointed her for everything you've called her to, Lord God. You've equipped her, dear Father. And I pray for her in this next season of her life, Lord God. I pray that she would see you do the things that she thought were impossible. I pray that she would see that you are the God of the impossible and can do incredible things, Lord God, in and through her, Lord God. I pray, dear 
pray, Father, that the joy of the Lord would be her strength. I pray, Lord God, that she would know a peace that passes all understanding. And I pray, dear Father, that she would, as she's talked about knowing who you are today, Lord God, I pray you would reveal more of yourself to her, Lord God, as she has got them ears to hear, Lord God. I pray, dear Father, and thank you, dear Father, that she is a person of influence and that wherever she goes, dear Father, I pray that you would use her, Lord God, in incredible ways and that she would continue to be that light, dear Father, in her world, Lord God. And I pray for each one of us here today, Lord God. I thank you for everything we've heard. And I pray, Lord God, that we... I pray for people in here this morning that want to to know you more, Lord God. They want to see more of you. I pray that you would give us eyes to see you, dear Father. I pray you'd give us eyes to see you, Lord God, and you would reveal yourself to us more, Lord God, on a daily basis, Lord God, that you would reveal yourself to us, Lord God. Amen.